0: Continuing with the Biden-Harris Lift Every Voice plan, today we're getting into the section on investing in communities that need it most, which is still part of his plan for Black America. The sections we're gonna cover today include the implementation of Congressman Blighton's 10-20-30 plan to help all individuals living in persistently impoverished communities, to create a White House strike force to partner with rural communities to help them access federal funds, to drive additional capital into low income communities to spur the development of low income housing and to build and modernize infrastructure in communities that need it most. And there are two points underneath that section. We're going to be tuning into all of those things and talking about them. This is Lessons, Lessons from, the from the Screen. screen. John, boy. John. <laughs> welcome to lessons from the screen the show where we give you a review of whether or not any information that you can get from any screen of any kind is worth your time we waste our time our energy and our brain power so that you don't have to and as always you are always welcome you are always welcome i say it again homie you are always we it dog welcome lessons from the screen sponsored by pack sink a black activist advocacy and think tank organization with the purpose of increasing the quality of life for black people in america through a focus on culture education and economics you can check them out at www.pactsinc.org. let's go ahead and get into the first section let's not waste no time let's 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 do it so The first section is talking about fully implementing Congressman Clyburn's 10 2030 plan to help all individuals living in persistently impoverished communities and This plan has the stated goal, a stated goal to tackle persistent poverty in all communities. The plan says Joe Biden supports Clyburn's 10-20-30 formula to all federal programs targeting funds to census tracts with persistent poverty. Now, the 10-20-30 formula refers to a plan originally put forward by Democrat James E. Clyburn, of South Carolina in 2009. And the plan called for certain federal programs to direct 10% of total investments to counties where at least 20% of the population has lived under the federal poverty line for at least the last 30 years. Now, the formula was put into action with the passage of the American Reinvestment and Recovery Act of 2009, which at that time we called the stimulus bill. That came during the Great Recession and since it has gone in effect 10 years ago It has been successful at directing money into poverty stricken communities But it has only been applied to the Department of Agriculture so far and it does not allow or it does not allocate new funds It directs funds that have already been allocated So this plan was actually called a form of reparations At various times by various different politicians and presidential hopefuls but taking this program from the three programs that it's applied to and stamping it on all federal programs is something that black people have to consider the impact of before we begin celebrating i mean and that's just that's just what it is and what it's going to be because in my opinion the biggest problem with this program is that it's applied on the county level and with the majority of blacks living in counties encompassing larger cities the vast majority of blacks won't be affected by this not because they don't live in poverty but because they live in counties made up made ineligible by the presence of affluent neighborhoods now that's not necessarily a problem with the structure of the program itself as it was designed to be a neutral policy that focuses on poverty reduction and utilizes a low-hanging fruit perspective the problem only shows up when you try to assert that this is a program that is going to benefit the black community. Of the 460 counties considered eligible for the money, according to the Washington Post, 18% are majority black, 58% are majority white. This program simply cannot be cast as a program for black people when the majority of the beneficiaries are not black. That is something that can't be, can't be disputed. I know I only mentioned that the black and white dynamic and these percentages don't add up to 100%. The remaining percentages you have majority Hispanic, Native American, and other minority communities. But at the end of the day, this is not something for black people. So I get it. The next part we're moving on into the next section And this section is with regards to creating a White House strike force, strike force, to partner with rural communities to help them access federal funds. Now, this part of the plan says that the administration will create a strike force of agency leaders that will partner with community building organizations and persistent poverty rural communities in order to help them get federal resources. But this is, this is something that piggybacks off the points made for the last section. The fact is, having a special strike force created to help communities gain access to federal dollars is a good thing if those communities need it, not taking nothing away from it. But it's not beneficial for the black community if those communities are in fact not black. And in this case, because they are using the persistent poverty model in rural areas, We know that the majority of these communities are not black communities. They are, in fact, white communities, or at the very least, what we would call non-black communities. So, yeah, this one was easy. So, the next point we're getting into is the goal of driving additional capital into low-income communities to spur the development of low-income housing and this section draws attention to the new markets tax credit program which uses tax credits to attract private investments into distressed communities this is something that has been talked about before in this plan and this tax this tax credit program has generated eight private dollars for every one dollar of federal funding in the communities and in the spaces that it has been used thus far, and it can be used for many things in the realm of community development. According to the government's website regarding the New Markets Tax Credit Program, the NMTC program attracts private capital into low-income communities by permitting individual and corporate investors to receive a tax credit against their federal income, against their federal income tax in exchange for making equity investments and specialized financial intermediaries called Community Development Entities or CDEs. The credit totals 39% of the original investment amount and is claimed over a period of 70 years. Now, Biden wants to expand the program and provide $5 billion in support every year while making the program permanent so communities can take the credit into account in their long-term planning. However, This plan does not mention what safeguards will be implemented against gentrification. And as I mentioned in the past, the money from these programs and other forms of urban urban renewal programs end up transforming communities from black communities to white communities or at the very least non-black communities. So yeah, the community looks better. It's been renewed. The land has property values that have gone up and the average income of the communities has lifted and so you could say you've improved the low-income community but you've also changed the the demographics of that community the cultural makeup of that community you've changed the residents and moved those that used to live there into low-income communities elsewhere which does not help the community that you're trying to help which in this case would be the black community so next we're going to be getting into the plan to build and modernize infrastructure and in communities that need it most. And this part has two sections underneath it, but this opens the door for uh, infrastructure plans Biden has and opens the door to changes that are supposed to be beneficial to the black community. It points to Biden's $1.3 trillion infrastructure plan to improve roads, broadband access, waterways, schools, and create uh, millions of new jobs with benefits all of which sounds great but let's see how he spends this to be something that's beneficial for the black community specifically and the first point is the that uh, he's going to invest in historically marginalized communities and bring everyone to the table for transportation planning and this plan says that biden will create a new community restoration fund for neighborhoods where historic transportation investments cut people off from jobs, schools, and businesses. He will also work to make sure towns and cities receive a portion of existing federal transportation investments. And this is another one that is kind of hard to analyze because we don't know how it's going to look and there isn't a lot of information about what he wants to do and how it's going to be done. But I will admit At this point that I'm skeptical of any of these government initiatives because they usually don't really move the needle. And that's because a lot of them don't really address any root causes. And I don't see a a strong difference in these issues. They're addressing the symptoms of the issues, but they're not addressing root causes and they're not addressing the symptoms in such a way that the community itself could, could, could build up barriers and protectionist mechanisms for itself from the root cause, which is white supremacy. So the second point on the table here is bringing broadband to every American household. And let's just get into it. So this is Biden's plan to close the digital divide as directly stated in the plan. He plans to invest $20 billion in rural broadband infrastructure and remember we have already said that rural areas of poverty are not black communities now he proposes to triple funding and expand this rural expansion of broadband and provide high paying jobs with benefits he also says that he will encourage competition amongst providers to increase speeds and decrease prices in urban areas. Well, I'm sorry, urban, suburban, and rural areas, but makes no mention of how he will do that. He also promises to work with the FCC to reform the Lifeline program to increase the number of participating broadband providers, offering more low-income Americans access to high-speed internet. And the Lifetime program, for those that don't know, is a program that was implemented in 1985 to provide a discount on phone services for qualifying low income consumers to ensure that all Americans had opportunities and security, the security that comes with having a phone service. Now in March of 2016, the program was updated to include broadband internet amongst other changes made. But finally, Biden promises to work with Congress to pass the Digital Equity Act to help close the digital divide. Now the Digital Equity Act was sponsored by Senator Murray, a Democrat from Washington State. And it's summarized by congress.gov as a bill that requires the National Telecommunications and Information Administration to establish grant programs for promoting digital equity, supporting digital inclusion activities, and building capacity for state-led efforts to increase adoption of broadband by their residents. Specifically, The bill establishes the state digital equity capacity grant program to make distributions to states based on their populations, demographics and availability and adoption of broadband. The bill also establishes the digital equity competitive grant program for supporting efforts to achieve digital equity, promote digital inclusion and stimulate adoption of broadband. Now all of this sounds nice, but I'm basically repeating myself here without specific plans and indications about how these things will be changed to meet the unique challenges of the black community. None of this shit matters to the black community specifically. And it's heavy focus on rural areas means that black communities really won't be in the scope in mass when they're looking at what these things are actually going to do so i didn't mention my grade for the rest of these things because simply put the grade for all of these are d but that's my opinion that's my take i want to know what your opinions are let me know what you think hit me up patrick at think free um, i keep saying that every damn show hit me up at patrick at freedomtrainradio.com. or you could leave a comment or a review on the show Um, the youtube channel is going to start differentiating itself away from the podcast now where the content is going to be the same but a little bit different in format maybe a little bit different in message as well not 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 it's going to be the same theme but it's going to be like two different productions so go on over to the youtube channel and definitely follow me there um you can search me at lessons from the screen.com or you can look for the freedom train network over there i'm sorry lessons from the screen or you can look for me on the freedom train network and we will make it do it it do people it has been a great day a blessing to you all and i look forward to the next show chatting with you again this is lessons Lessons from the the screen screen. john boy So once again i want to thank you guys for listening and supporting remember to share the shows with your friends with your families have conversations and have conversations with me as well give me feedback on what you think about the shows definitely the place that you can find all of the shows is going to be the freedom train website www.freedomtrainradio.com look for the Lessons from the screen tab be sure to support us on patreon www.patreon.com backslash lfts and you can find some of the videos that we're going to be dropping on youtube on the freedom train network's youtube channel you can also support us by going and purchasing the book the chasm by patrick irvin you can find it on amazon or you can find it on the my personal website www.patrickbirvin that's p-a-t-r-i-c-k b-i-r-v-i-n-e dot com you'll find the chasm there um definitely support us you can reach me always through internet or through email patrick at freedom train dot com and be sure last but not least be sure to go to the google play store if you have an android device and get that freedom train network app and that'll give you access to all of the shows up to date you don't have to search you don't have to you get automatically notified and that is the best way to support us and stay in touch with us definitely check the website if you are interested in becoming a podcaster if you are a black podcaster that already has a show or is interested in joining the network we'll take you even if you don't want to join the network you can definitely go to the website and submit and we are anxious and looking forward to and excited to work with you catch you guys on the next show.